Hey, everyone, and welcome to the All It Takes is a Goal podcast, the best place in the entire world, including all of Canada, to learn how to build new thoughts, new actions, and new results. I'm your host, John Acuff, and today I'm going to teach you how to create fail-proof New Year's resolutions. But first, let's hear a quick message from the sponsor of today's episode. If you want to accomplish more goals next year, you should use the calendar that I've been using for the last 11 years. It's called the Finish Calendar, and I love it for seven very specific reasons. Number one, the Finish Calendar is big and beautiful. It's 36 inches tall by 25 inches wide. This thing is massive. It gives you enough space to actually plan things each day. Number two reason that I love it, Finish Calendar is reversible. You've got a vertical side and a wide orientation side. That's like two calendars for the price of one. Me, myself, I prefer vertical, but I also like that it comes in two versions, traditional paper and dry erase. Number three reason I love it, it makes time real. When someone says, hey, John, can you do that project in the next six weeks? That time feels fictional to me. Six weeks from now, I can't even wrap my head around what will be going on then. I need to be able to see the whole year, not just talk about it. Number four reason I love it, it's a Monday-focused calendar, which means each week starts with Monday. A lot of calendars start the week with Sunday, but that's not how my head works. Monday is the first day of the week to me, and Sunday is the last. For example, I don't know anyone who plans their new week on Saturday night because Sunday is the first day of the week. Number five reason I love it, studies show that planning when and where that you're going to work on your goals doubles the chances you'll achieve them. Doubles it. That's amazing. This calendar makes that easier. Number six, the finished calendar has 12 encouraging statements on it that I wrote to help slingshot you into a great month of dreaming and doing. And last but not least, reason number seven, it's not expensive. It costs less than $30. That's eight cents a day. Name another productivity tool that you'll use every day for an entire year, and it only costs you eight cents. Over the last 11 years, no tool has helped me keep commitments and finish goals like this wall calendar. It truly has become a critical part of my creative process, and I can't recommend it highly enough. We don't print a ton of these because I don't have some massive warehouse stacked to the ceiling with tubes of calendars. So if you want one, visit finishcalendar.com, and we'll link it in the show notes too. They also make an amazing Christmas or Hanukkah gift for that person in your life that you want to encourage. It comes in a tube, which, by the way, who doesn't like to open a tube? Tubes are way more exciting than boxes. That's just science. You're going to blow somebody's mind. Visit finishcalendar.com today to grab one. All right, let's jump in. So a few weeks ago, early December, I tweeted a simple poll on Twitter. I don't know why I said on Twitter because it's really the only place you tweet. But I essentially asked, do you create New Year's resolutions? And I thought it would be maybe about a 50-50 split. Um, I thought half of the people that responded would be like, no, I don't do that. And the other half would say yes. And I was really surprised with the results because 80% of people said no. I thought a lot more people would be into New Year's resolutions. I personally love them. I usually don't use that word resolution because I think it's Latin for you're probably not going to do that thing. But I like the word goal. Obviously, this podcast is called All It Takes is a Goal. I love this time of year because we're on the edge, the eve almost, of a fresh, brand new, blank calendar. 
We've got 12 months headed our way where we get to do so many different amazing things. And I found that if I'll plan them ahead of time, I get to do a whole lot more of them. That's how I think about New Year's resolutions. It's how I think about goals. And so today I'm going to share with you what I'm working on and give you some tips on how you could create your own fail-proof resolutions or fail-proof goals. You can use whatever word works for you. Now, the way I start is I do my goals um, like American Idol style. I try to make a lot of mildly talented kids cry. No, that's not what I do. What I do is I gather a ton of people. I audition goals. I do this because if I get too specific right out of the gate, I get locked up with perfectionism. If I try to say, like if somebody tells me, John, what is your one big goal for the entire year? Forget it, dude perfectionism is going to cripple me in that moment. I'm going to get paralysis by analysis. So what I do instead to beat perfectionism is I try to come up with as many goals as I can. I try to audition a ton of different goals. So I just start collecting them. When I think of something interesting, I'll write it down. When I think of something that I might want to accomplish, I'll write it down. When I hear somebody else do something cool that's inspiring to me, I'll write that down. I start writing things down throughout the year to go, okay, at some point I'm going to hold auditions. Like we're going to be in Topeka, Kansas, and we're going to do like the cattle call where we're like, we're in Kansas and Ryan Seacrest. This is the Ryan Seacrest in my head, not the official one. He's very expensive. I assume Brian Dunkelman's available, but Ryan Seacrest, very expensive. And I'm going to hold like open auditions for all these different goals. And I'm going to look at my list and I'm going to go, okay, that one makes sense. That one doesn't make sense. Maybe not for this year, maybe for next year. That's how I think about my goals. So the first thing you have to do if you want to do fail-proof resolutions is give yourself a ton of space and a ton of creativity. In my opinion, it's not helpful to go, okay, I have to come up with one goal this year or here are the three perfect goals. We tend to want to know the exact formula. We want to promise. People ask me all the time, how many goals should I work on at the same time? And I'll always say 7.2. That is, that's the number. We want a number because then there's no risk. There's, there's no frustration. There's no confusion. But that, that's just not how life works. So the first thing you do is get a lot. Get a lot of them. And then, this is a little counterintuitive, give yourself permission to not accomplish 100% of them. Go ahead. Give yourself permission to not accomplish 100% of your New Year's resolutions or your New Year's goals. Why? Because no one ever does. I've never ever finished 100% of my goals. I've never at the end of the year gone, oh my, wow, I did every single thing I thought I would. I, I really did. Wow, that is stunning. It never works out that way. But I swear in December, early January, there's this part of us that's like, this could be the year. This could be the year where I do every single thing perfectly. And then we create these really crippling, overwhelming goals. So right out of the gate, I think about that. I'm not aiming for perfect. What I try to do, the way I try to live my life is I want to be better today than I was yesterday. And then I want to repeat that tomorrow. Today, I want to be better today than I was yesterday. And then I want to repeat that same process tomorrow. That's what I do. So here are the goals that I had in 2021. I have a list of them. It's a, it's a document on Microsoft Word. I think people are always disappointed when they find out I use Word instead of some fancy like writer's software. Um, But here's what I wrote down. My 2021 goals, I'll tell you which ones I hit, which ones I just bombed, which ones were comical, and I can't believe I wrote this down. 
Because some of these are like that contestant at American Idol where you're like, oh, that person is terrible. No one has told you the truth in like seven years. Okay, so the work category. For work, I wanted to hold an annual vision meeting with my team. I did that. I got together. We rented a coffee shop, or like a portion of a coffee shop, like one of the rooms that has a fireplace that never works at the coffee shop. We did that. And I did the annual meeting. Awesome. I wanted to hold quarterly goal meetings with my team. I would say we did that twice. So not quarterly, but I still feel pretty good about that because in 2020, I didn't hold any team meetings. Like I just didn't have team meetings. So to have two instead of zero is actually significant, significant improvement. So I'm all right with that. I'm like, you know what? Good for me. Good for me. I actually did that goal to a degree. So that one, I'm going to score like 50% on. I wanted to create and release 52 YouTube videos. This is a perfect example of why your goals are going to change throughout the year. Midway through 2021, I was like, you know what? YouTube's not for me. It's just not. Not right now. It might be someday. It might be something I'm really into. But mid-year, I realized I love this podcast. I don't really like YouTube. I wasn't good at it. It cost me money. It didn't make money. The things you have to be good at to really dominate YouTube, I'm not good at. I'm a writer. And so it really didn't fit my skill set. And so I decided in mid-year, you know what? I'm deliberately stopping that. I didn't quit it in kind of frustration. I just said, you know what? Given my schedule, given what I have time to do, given my abilities, I'm going to focus on my podcast. And so that's what I did. But imagine if I said, okay, wow, I really failed the YouTube goal of making 52 YouTube videos. What a disappointing year that would be. But instead, I can look back on that and go, you know what? Last January, that was a pretty good goal because I was in the middle of YouTube. And then in the summer, I had new information. So I made a better decision in the summer. Goal number four, I wanted to have minimal meetings Monday through Wednesday. Um, I did that. I wanted to do 90 days of bullet journaling. I've been trying bullet journaling really liked it. And I said, okay, I'm going to try 90 days. I definitely did that. I probably did 250 days. Personal goals. I said, I wanted to encourage one person a day. I did that for probably about four months. And then it became a bit of a habit. I wouldn't say I do it every day, but I'd say every other day now, I try to text somebody or call somebody or send an email or even respond to a, a tweet or something and encourage somebody. Number two on personal was read 24 books. I crushed that one. I definitely read 24 books. Number three was write 60 minutes every day. That was a dumb one for me. I don't do really well with what I'd call absolute goals, where it's like every single day, always, because life isn't that structured for me. I mean, imagine, imagine I said every day, does that count Thanksgiving? Well, okay, no, we'll take out the week of Thanksgiving. Does that count Christmas? No, that takes that out. Does it count if I've been on the road and I had a red eye? Or actually, I wouldn't have a red eye. I never take red eye flights. In my opinion, if you take one red-eye flight, you never, ever take one again, unless you're traveling internationally. But for me, like I'll never fly home from LA on a red-eye flight because it ruins the next day. But I was not going to be able to write 60 minutes every single day. I just wasn't. That, that was so unrealistic. I said I wanted to learn the names of 25 roads in Nashville. That was another personal goal. I know like three roads in this town. It's almost embarrassing. People say, hey... Where is that located? And I'll be like, oh, it's by that Taco Bell that has the broken sign. So it says like, Tac uh, B, you know that one? And they're like, no, do you mean Hillsborough Pike? And I'm like, what is Hillsborough Pike? So I decided to learn some road names in my neighborhood. And it worked. I learned a lot of road names. Uh, 
I said I'd use my phone only 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. That ended up being too restrictive. I don't like goals where it's like I've put myself in like prison where I go, okay, I have to go put my phone in a safe and I can know, oh, it's 8.01. I have to hang up on this conversation. So that one I didn't end up doing. Okay, family. I said I wanted to help McCray run an eight and a half minute mile. My daughter McCray was running cross country. She had a road test for lacrosse. And so I helped her get to an 8.30 mile. She did like a 7.30. So she crushed that one. I said I wanted to ski with my family. We were able to do that. We went to Jackson Hole. Um, I wanted to take Jenny on 12 dates. I would say we did like eight. I don't think we did 12. Um, Health. I wanted to run a thousand miles. I did run a thousand miles. I wanted to play pickleball. That was goal number two. Didn't do that one. You would think of the goals from last year, playing pickleball would be pretty easy, but I never did. I don't know why. Maybe I'll move that forward to next year. I said I wanted to read Body for Life. Um, That's this exercise book. Every now and then I get really into an exercise book or like somebody's exercise Instagram account. Like I go from not doing anything to being like, I need to eat more liver. Like I followed a guy on Instagram. His name is the Liver King. And I'm going to get real, like I'm not going to change other more obvious parts of my diet, but I'm going to get super specific about one thing. And so I said, I'm going to read Body for Life. I did read the book. Another health goal, going to drink 64 ounces of water every day. I did that. Some people do 128 ounces. That's too much water. That one, you never have time to focus on your writing because you're constantly looking for a bathroom. I said I wanted to take vitamins every day. I would say I did that about 75%. I wanted to brush and floss my teeth three times a day. I did pretty well at that one. Relationships category, I wanted to go on 26 runs with my friend Ruben. Definitely did that. 26 coffees with my buddy William, definitely did that. 39 runs with Justin, Rob, and Kevin, um, three of my friends. I would say we did about 25. Then random, number one, it said have an opinion. That's what I wrote down last January was have an opinion. I think that I was frustrated that I felt like some of my writing was becoming watered down by trying to be safe. And so I was like, have an opinion. That's a difficult one to measure. Um, Number two, I said buy the Emerson flipper knife. That's a specific knife that apparently I wanted to own last January. I ended up getting a knife for Christmas this year. So that that kind of that goal was kind of done. And I wanted to create 52 diplomas. So brilliant ideas from other people. I'm always trying to learn from other people. And in this book, Finish, I wrote about borrowing someone else's diploma. Like, where does it say you have to have the experience to learn from the experience? That's what that one was about. I would say overall, you heard me run through that list. I accomplished like, of those, but I still had a really amazing year. And I know I wouldn't have accomplished those 40% things if I hadn't gone through the exercise of coming up with some, some resolutions. So that's how I approach it. Now let's fast forward. Okay. It's the edge of 2022. We've got a brand new year headed our way. What am I going to work on? What are you going to work on? Well, I think it's important to think about it in categories, a category like work, a category like personal, category like family, category like health, category like relationships. I always have a category called random or miscellaneous because there's going to be some silly goal that doesn't fit somewhere that I want to be able to put in the category called random. And then I think it's good to have long range goals, things that are going to take you longer than the year you're working on to actually accomplish. And I want to give you a few caveats. I don't care which category you put your goals in. Sometimes people say, well, John, like, is this a personal goal? Is this a work goal? Is this a relationship goal? Is this a family goal? The reality is I don't, I don't care. It doesn't matter. All I care about is that you're actually working on it. 
The label you give it doesn't matter. The work you put into it does. So if you want to have a different category, a different name, go for it as long as you're actually working on it. And I'll get more specific as I work on these goals. Because part of the thing is you set the goal at the beginning of the year and then you learn about the goal all year. You learn about the realities of the year. I'll give you an example. Part of the reason that I stopped doing YouTube is I started to do challenges. I started to do these online challenges where I got to teach more than 20,000 people this year. Last January, I didn't know I was going to do that. What happened was in March, a friend of mine that I was talking to, a friend of mine named Pedro, I said, you know, it's going to be challenging to launch my book without live events, you know? And he said, whoa, 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 wait a second. Let me show you how to do like a big event online. I had never done that before. And he taught me how to do that. And that became one third of what I worked on all year as a business. A third of my business wasn't even on the radar last January. So my year changed dramatically. And chances are your year is going to change too. So I think you have to have some flexibility. If you want to have fail-proof resolutions, you've got to have some flexibility because you're going to learn the year all year long. So I'm going to share the goals that I'm working on for 2022. The reason I do that is I love when people give behind-the-scenes looks into their life. I love behind the curtain. Um, I really like the type of books where the author is in the book and it's like they've tested it in their own life. I appreciate that kind of information share. And so I wanted to do that today. So these are my goals. These are the goals I'm working on. I'll give you the category they're in, what I'm actually going to do, and maybe even a little insight into why I picked that one. So let's start with work. I have 12 in my work category. I think it's 12. Yeah, 12 in my work category. It feels like a lot, but again, I'm still kind of at American Idol stage where these are going to be whittled, 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 whittled down. So number one, grow the net revenue of my company by 10%. Now, the optimistic part of me, like that really hyped up optimistic, like you can do it part of me, almost feels like that's too small. I'm like, it should be 50%. I can get really caught up in kind of being overly optimistic about things. But I feel like 10% is reasonable. Now, what's nice about a goal like that is I can go figure that out. Like once you have a goal, it gives you a chance to figure other things out. I can now go, wait a second, in order to increase it by 10%, I need to figure out what last year's net revenue was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I can get that number and then I can start to go, okay, well, where's that 10% going to come from? What's going to be new? What's going to grow this year? Oh, is speaking going to grow by 4%? Our challenge is going to grow. Our book sales is going to grow. I can start to figure that out. But that's goal number one. Goal number two is... I want to buy, and I don't know that Jenny listens to this podcast, my wife, because she hears these ideas. She She's probably hearing me record this right now. But if she doesn't listen to this, please do not tell her that this is a goal. Um, she'll know. This is me being silly. But I want to buy the Lego, and I'm not even going to say it right, the ATA Walker. It's that big, like, robot dinosaur looking thing from um, the Empire Strikes Back. It's this huge Lego set. I don't have any Star Wars Lego sets because my wife is like, that's a slippery slope. Her rule is like, I can have the cars. She's like, I'm fine with you having cars. Like a Porsche on your wall is cool. A Bugatti is cool. A Land Rover Defender is cool. But I don't know about the Millennium Falcon. So we're, we're at a bit of a crossroads there. But when I hit a certain number of gross revenue, I'm going to get that Lego ATAT. It's this massive set. That's a fun goal for me. That's a reward goal. There's two ways people tend to be motivated by reward or consequence or approach and avoidance. An approach goal is, If I do these three things, I approach this reward. And avoidance goal is if I do these three things, I avoid this negative situation. So in that moment, I'm going to use that set as a bit of reward to motivate me. Cool. Number three, 
I want to consistently maintain inbox zero. I go back and forth with this goal. I have a love-hate relationship with it because, again, it can trigger perfectionism for me. But I want to have a healthy relationship with my inbox in 2022. Like when it's out of control, I feel a bit out of control. So I'm really going to try to consistently have inbox zero. Number four, I want to plan my weeks at 75%. What do I mean by that? I'm realizing the older I get, I need margin. I need margin in my life. So if I think something's going to take me 45 minutes to accomplish it, I'm going to give myself an hour. I'm going to give myself that 15 minute, that 75% where I can go, okay, I booked it 75%. There's 25% that's empty because often what I find is that I like to think in the space in between, like in between meetings, in between ideas. And if I overfill my week, I don't have any room for new ideas to show up. So I'm going to try to plan my days, my weeks at 75%. I want to have clear contracts, clear contracts. What do I mean by that? Sometimes I'll have contracts um, for business and somebody will say, oh, one of the line items is you need to share this idea on social media. That's not clear. That's too vague. I can't succeed at that. What I can succeed at is if I say, okay, I will share this idea on Instagram three times on these dates. Like that's clear. And so I don't want to have any more vague contracts. So I need to do a better job on my end. That's on me to ask a lot of questions. I want to do a... uh, top 20 books of the year email on November 21st. So November 21st, if you're on my email list, it's acuff.me slash newsletter. I'm going to send out a top 20 books of 2022. Why am I going to do that? Because my friend Brendan Leonard, um, who is on this podcast, he did an amazing email. He sent out a newsletter that had his top 20 books of the year. And I bought a couple. That was a really fun concept for me. I got a lot out of that. And I thought, I want to do that too. Cool. That's a really specific one. Uh, Number seven, I want to batch record podcasts. I realize that I do better when I record two or three at a time. I just get better episodes. I get into the flow. I get a little bit of momentum. So I'm going to try to batch record podcasts. Number eight is related to number four. I want to do less back-to-back meetings. I don't like when I've got meetings stacked and I don't have any space to breathe between them. So I'm going to try to have my calendar be fairly open where I'm not running from meeting to meeting to meeting to meeting because I end up feeling stressed and hurried and I don't feel like I perform my best. Number nine, I want to hit the Wall Street Journal bestsellers list with a new project I've got coming out. Got a brand new project. I can't wait to tell you all about it, but I would love to hit the Wall Street Journal bestsellers list. Number 10, I want to figure out Goodreads. Are you on Goodreads? I'm on it. Just, just barely. But it would seem to me that it would be a smart decision that if you are a writer who writes books, you should be on a site that is all about readers and books. So I'm going to lean into Goodreads in 2022. Number 11, I want to record an update on this episode from Monday, January 2nd, 2023. How fun would that be? A year from now to come back and go, okay, so what actually worked? What actually did I accomplish? What did I do? That'd be a really fun episode. I'm going to do that. Number 12, I've got to turn in a new book. I'm writing a new book right now and I need to turn it into the publisher. So those are 12 different things I think about in the work category. So as you look at your life, as you look at the goals you need to accomplish for your job, maybe your side hustle, what would you put in your work category? They can be small. They can be big. I mean, a big one for me is grow the net revenue by 10%. I won't know I've done that until late December. That's going to take me all year to do. 
a top 20 books of the year email on November 21st, that's going to take me like two hours on November 20th. That's a very small goal. So the size is all over the place, but the category is kind of what binds them together. Second category, personal. What are some goals that you want to do in your personal life? So I'll give you seven that I have on my list. Number one, in conversations, I want to give people the time of possession. That's a phrase um, that you hear a lot in football. Like, you know, if, if Alabama plays Georgia, who had the time of possession, meaning they had the football more than the other person. And I read that phrase as it applies to conversations in this book called Ninja Selling. And I really liked it. And I realized that often I tend to fire hose people with ideas. Like I tend to overwhelm them with words. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to make a conscience effort in 2022 to not do that, to give other people the time of possession, meaning they talk more than me. Awesome. Number two, I want to write 150 ideas per month in my notebook. I have this whole idea system I do. I don't believe in writer's block. I believe in idea bankruptcy. If you can't write, if you can't create something, it usually means you're not curating ideas. And so I want to do 150 ideas in my notebook every month. And I think I can do that. That'll be about a 15% increase of last year. Speaking of notebooks, number three, I want to fill three notebooks. I have a notebook I use. We'll link to it in the show notes. I want to fill three this year. I filled about two and a half last year. I think I can fill three with ideas, with meetings, with notes, with sketches, with podcast ideas. Like I want to fill three different and then I'm going to put them on my shelf. I'll label them and then I'll have like, boop, there's my year. I want to read number four, 20 pages a day, 20 pages a day. I don't know if that's doable or not. I did 10 um, for a while and I want to try to bump it up to 20 because if I do 20 pages a day, that's over 7,000 pages a year. And I'll just have books, like books on books on books. I want to do that. I think that'd be really interesting. Okay. I want to only use the phone for two hours a day. I use my phone so much. I would love to get to a place where my screen time was two hours a day. That's a work in progress. Speaking of phone, number six is I want to keep my phone out of my bedroom and my bathroom. My phone's living space is about to get a lot smaller. I want it out of my bedroom because it interrupts my sleep. If a phone is in the room with me, I'm going to look at that phone. And I want it out of my bathroom because I'm having a hard time making transitions. So I'll find myself sometimes, like I've turned on the water in the shower, and I'm staring at my phone and 15 minutes passes while I scroll through Instagram. And I go, wait, where did, where did the time go? So the solution to me is I'm just not going to invite my phone to the bathroom. I'm going to think about my phone like my phone is looking for like an apartment in New York, like a loft, probably trendy, probably in like the West Village. I don't know. My phone's pretty, pretty hipster. And it's looking at apartments and everyone they keep showing my phone is like, but wait a second, there's no, there's no bedroom. There's no bathroom. And the, the agent is like, yeah, it's just, you get the living room um, and the kitchen. That's what you get to be a part of. That's how I'm thinking about it. Number seven, I want to listen to an audiobook every two speaking trips I take. So every two times I go to a live event, I want to finish an audiobook. Like as I drive to the airport, I want to listen to it. As I wait for the plane, I want to listen to it. I think that's going to be a really easy way to increase the amount of books I'm reading every year. All right, family. A couple of family goals. I want to launch my oldest daughter to college. My oldest daughter, Ellie, is going to college in the fall. And I want to have the best possible launch for that moment we can. And I want to be really present to it. Number two, speaking of Ellie, I want to throw the Frisbee with Ellie on Sunday afternoons. She loves throwing the Frisbee. 
And it's one of our connection points. And so after church, before we all kind of head off in different directions, it's a really easy thing for me to go, hey, you want to go outside and throw the Frisbee for, for half an hour? Number three, I want to run a 10K with my other daughter, McCray. She's a runner and we ran a 5K at Thanksgiving and be fun to run a 10K. Number four, I want to take a summer vacation with Jenny. There's these rare moments where both the kids are at camps or in different directions. And I want to make sure that we take advantage of that and go on a summer vacation. Health. Okay, let's talk through health because a lot of y'all have health goals. What are some of your health goals? I'll share you some of mine. They're pretty simple. Number one, I want to figure out a vitamin routine. I don't, I don't do enough with vitamins. And by do enough, I mean, I don't even know how to say what you're supposed to do with vitamins. I just know I feel like I'm supposed to be having more. I'm 46. Like I should be having more vitamins, I feel like. So I'm going to have to get more specific on that one, obviously. But I, I need to get into like some sort of vitamin routine. Number two, I want to be in better shape by March 12th. Why March 12th? We're going to Cabo for spring break. I want to be cut by Cabo. I love to add a little silly bit of branding to my goals. Cut by Cabo. Can't you see like some cheesy shirt and like Macho Man Randy Savage is like, cut by Cabo, slap into a snip gym. So I want to be in better shape by March 12th. How am I going to do that? Ooh, that's goal number three, 150 total workouts. I have a friend named Caleb. I really should interview him on this podcast. He owns a CrossFit gym in East Nashville and he put together a workout plan for me. I've got some equipment. So I'm going to try to do 150 workouts for the year, which breaks down to about three workouts a week. That's doable. I want to do a daily body scan. It's essentially a form of mindfulness that I read about in Annie Murphy Paul's book, Extended Mind. She's going to be on this podcast. It's essentially like checking in with yourself, quieting down for 10 minutes or so. They call it a body scan, which sounds fancier. But I, I really want to try to be a little bit more mindful in 2022. I think a lot of people have that goal. Last one for health. I want to take 100 steps backward per day. 100 steps backward per day. Why backward? That is weird. I agree. I agree it's weird. But I'm really curious about my knee health. I've run for years. My knees are okay, but I wouldn't say they're amazing. And there's a guy on Instagram, knees over toes guy, who is really a firm believer in the power of walking backwards, how good that is for your ligaments and the stress in your knee. So I'm going to give that a try. A lot of these are experiments. A lot of these, like, I promise you next year, I might be like, yeah, I did that walk backwards thing. Meh. But I like to experiment. Think of December. Think of January as a season to launch experiments. That's what I'm going to do. Those are my health goals. Relationships. I try to get specific with these. So I'm going to give you five that are pretty specific. 26 runs with Ruben. Remember that one from last year? Yeah, I'm going to keep going that. 26 coffees with William, same thing. 26 runs with Justin, Rob, and Kevin. 26 walks with my buddy Ben and 12 meetings with Chip Dodd. Chip Dodd is my counselor. Monthly check-in with a counselor is fantastic for me. So I'm going to try to make sure I have that the rest of the year. I'll give you two more categories. Random. Again, I like random because it's a catch-all. I think it's important when you have goals to have a catch-all. I'm going to put together the Lego Lamborghini set. I've owned it for over a year and it's just sitting in a closet and that seems dumb to me. I don't know why I haven't put it together yet, but I think that would be a fun one to put together. So I made it a goal. Number two, another silly random goal. I'm going to stop running upstairs at my house. Why is that a goal? Because eventually I'm going to break like my front teeth or some other sort of accident. I can't help but sprint upstairs. I'm so eager to get places. I'm so hyper as a person that I'm in socks running up our wooden stairs. Like it's going to end poorly. And if I don't learn to just walk upstairs like a grown adult who doesn't have to sprint everywhere like they're four, 
I don't want to come back and listen to this episode and be like, oh, remember when I tried to tell myself not to sprint upstairs? To learn how to walk upstairs. Number three, I want to invest a certain amount of money in self-improvement. I thought about that the other day because I was thinking, what's the best investment? Like the investment you get the most return on. Because you could say like, well, a car is not an investment. It's a depreciating value, like land, mutual funds, things like that. But then I thought, investing in yourself might be the best investment because you're the resource you spend the most time with. So if I get in shape, if I learn a skill, if I find some new passion, and if I spend money doing that, I think it could have a huge return. So I'm, I'm thinking about that. Number four, I want to write out Proverbs in the book of Matthew. I've been writing out the book of Proverbs from the Old Testament for the last, I'd say, six weeks, eight weeks. And I really like it. In Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, the author, well, no, it's not It's not in the book. Um, the, the author of the book, and this is going to kill me because I've stumbled on his name. I'm going to have to Google it. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Fear and Loathing. Who wrote the book? Fear and Loathing Las Vegas uh, was written by... Hunter S. Thompson. That's embarrassing. It was written by Hunter S. Thompson, but in my head, I kept thinking of Johnny Depp. So Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, written by Hunter S. Thompson. And he once said that he wrote out the entire manuscript of The Great Gatsby because he wanted to feel what it was like to write words like that. And I love that idea. It's always stuck in my head. And so I've been writing out the book of Proverbs because it really slows me down. And then once I'm done with that, I'm going to do the book of Matthew. So that's a random goal. Fifth one, read a G.K. Chesterton book. I've never read any Chesterton, but I read an article about him the other day and I was like, huh, that guy sounds interesting. I should, I should read one of his books. And then long range. There are a handful of long range goals I'm thinking about. I want to earn a certain amount of net revenue over the next five years. Over the next five years, I want to earn this certain amount of net revenue for our business. Number two, I want to end up as an in-shape grandpa. Like, I want to be the kind of grandpa that can play with kids, like can throw the Frisbee, can like run on the beach. So that's a long way off. My, my daughters aren't dating anyone right now. They're not in serious relationships. My youngest daughter is 16. They don't have grandkids. I'm hopefully a long way away from being a grandpa. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, you know what? I want to be one of those like in-shape grandpas that's like probably pretty cool. Number three, I want to get published in dozens of languages. I just think that'd be fun. Uh, my favorite thing is to get a copy of one of the books I've written in another language. Like the idea that something I wrote in this little office in Franklin, Tennessee, which is just south of Nashville, is somewhere in Russia and it's encouraging somebody just blows my mind. So I want to write dozens of languages, um, which means 24, at least 24. And last one, I want, to, I want to write a stack of books taller than me. I think that'd be fun just to have like, to have all my languages, all my books be taller than me. Is that a silly goal? Of course it is. But here's the thing. These are personal goals. The majority of these, you can have a work category and maybe you got KPIs and like deliverables and you have a bunch of other people that you're accountable to. But for a lot of us, our resolutions, the only person we're accountable to is us. And so you should be kind to yourself in that. You should be generous to yourself in that. You should have fun with the goals you do. And they should be yours, not anybody else's. The worst thing you can do is chase somebody else's goal with your own precious life. You got one, you got one. And I don't want you to try to accomplish somebody else's goal with your life because it won't be enjoyable. Now, the two tools that I use, two tools, that is a tough, the tools that are two, man, that is a tongue twister right there, isn't it? I once had an audiobook where the sound engineer eventually said, hey, you need to change that word. And the phrase was rural road. 
and I couldn't say it. Like I kept butchering it until eventually he was like, just say country road, dude. So the two tools that I use are Finnish principles I learned and the Finnish calendar. The Finnish principles, you can find those out in finishcourse.com, six-part video series that teach you how to finish your goals, finishcourse.com. And the Finnish calendar um, is my favorite calendar. I've used it for more than 10 years. It's a massive wall calendar. I plot out my entire year on this thing. It's so, so fun. Finishcalendar.com. Okay, that episode was a little longish, I guess. So thank you for sticking around. Thank you for listening. We'll put all the links in the show notes as always. And thank you for reviewing my podcast. A podcast about goals should have a goal when it comes to reviews. And our goal is 1,000 reviews. Every review brings us one step closer to achieving that. So thank you. Please make sure you subscribe or follow so that you never miss another episode. Last but not least, big thank you once again to our sponsor, which was was me and that awesome calendar. If you want a finished calendar, visit finishcalendar.com. I'll see you next Monday. And remember, all it takes is a goal. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the All It Takes is a Goal podcast and to get access to today's show notes and exclusive content from John Acuff, visit acuff.me slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the All It Takes is a Goal podcast.